Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Jolly Hammond and you join us for this special little series during this lockdown period of legends of the game choosing their all-time 15s. And today we go across the Irish Channel to Ireland's greatest, the most cap player of all time, Lynn Cantwell. So you're absolutely delighted uh, to be joined by Ireland's most cap player, no coincidence, right at the forefront of uh, Irish rugby's most successful period to date. It's a big, big WRP hello to Lynn Camwell. Lynn, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Danny. How's your How's your lockdown? How's your Cantwell curve going? My Cantwell curve, yeah, <laughs> it's good actually. Well, no, sorry. Look, I, I was saying to you off air that I think I'm trying to. Somebody said to me, it's all about not being too high or too low, just kind of keeping things steady. So, look, we're we're actually doing fine. We're adjusting. Our pace of life has gone very slow and we're just trying to um, get out for exercise and fresh air during the day and then think of a couple of games and stuff. And um, for Scarlett and Arlo is only three months old, so he's just kind of just being. And uh, yeah, we're doing OK. So let's see. Oh, what a magic name. Um, Arlo. <laughs> Outstanding. Does, does little Arlo there, two months, is that... Does that help or hinder at the moment? Because obviously, yeah, he's, he's quite diddy and what have you at two months old. But but also, he pretty much needs constant attention. So, does that give you a really nice distraction? Yeah, do you know what? There's something lovely about um, maternity leave, and it's something I've never, well, I've never experienced before. But you know, when you work so hard and you come out of college and you just work and you go, and especially when you're playing rugby and it's just go 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 go, um, and then you retire and it's go 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 go, and then. I had my first maternity leave and I remember just this kind of insight of, wow, like you get to stop, just focus on one thing, just the most beautiful, purest little thing in the whole world, my daughter at the time. And now I get to do it again with Arlo. So regardless of what else is going on with the world, just just looking at that, it's just such a wonderful time to be able to just focus on one thing. And it's gorgeous to be able to just like feed him and try to get him into a routine and see him grow. And that's just lovely. Um, so from that point of view, it's it, it's it's OK. Like our job, I, I, I you know, I think everybody's the same. They kind of feel guilty if they can't volunteer or do more when you see all of the frontline people working so hard and doing what they're doing to keep the country alive and going. Um, and I think where, where, where I've got my head to is just my job is to keep him safe and keep our family safe because that's all we can do. We're kind of fairly confined to our house. Um, so it's not bad for us. It's not bad for us at the moment. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. With you. When, when I do have to go out, obviously for the essential uh, shops and delivering a, a few few stuffs to to the vulnerable, few vulnerable people around us, I, all I want to do is just get back home and, and just get back to protecting the family. Which, uh, yeah, real, real strong sense of that at the moment. Uh, anyway, yeah. look, what, what we're trying to do with this little mini series is is shine a, a little sunbeam, a little rainbow into people's lives for. For an hour, whatever, half an hour, uh, and, and getting some some legends of the game, um, which you fit into that bracket very, very neatly and, and firmly. Um, just to take, give us through uh, an all time. You've got an all time world fifteen. Did you did you go with a bench as well? No, no, no pressure either way. Yeah, I did. I just I named a couple in the bench, but in no particular order. I, honestly, Johnny, I spent so much time with this. I know this is supposed to be just like a <laughs> um, like a request and easy enough to pluck off the top of your head. But like anything, you know, you, you just 
go into detail and then you start trying to explore all options to make sure you're as objective as possible. But that's one of the things I found is that it's impossible to be objective when you're crossing eras because we've got loads of things that we measure the game at at this present time objectively and we didn't have them back then, you know, back in the start era or even after that or then the era that I played as well. So it's really impossibly hard to be objective about selecting like a, a 15s team. Um, so I, I, I created a couple of principles, if that's okay. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you, you carry on. You carry on. Why, okay. Why well, don't we... Well, I keep going. Let's start. Let's start at the pack, and we'll, we'll move towards the backs because it's always fascinating. I've done a couple of these now to see if if people select themselves. Anyway, so we'll build up to the back line. Why don't we? Uh, yeah. Why don't we start with the front row? Okay. Okay. And just the principles. Just I have three principles um, that I picked this team on. One, as I said, it's impossible to be objective, so there is lots of subjectivity in it. However, I tried to preference players who've kind of soldiered over the years um, as opposed to excellent players that played really, really well for six months or a year and then got injured or, or left or for whatever. So there's an element of that. But but trying to... Um, I definitely preference, like, you know, technically excellent players and the style of play that I was looking for was more kind of ball players and then with other players, I was trying to counterbalance that. Um, and then my last principle is I selected in units as opposed to just brilliant individual players, I was trying to complement each other to envisage if they actually played, they would play well as a team. So wow. they're, that, they're my principles, okay? Meticulous detail. We would expect <laughs> nothing less, Lynn. Uh, okay, so I... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. You, uh, principles, <laughs> we're, we're all... You've got all your apologies in now. That's fine. Um, for those people who might listen and, and give you a little message or something, it's just amazing how many of you have done that so far. So, no, no, I apologize. No. Anyway, uh, your loose head prop is. <clears throat> okay, why? so my my number one is Lise Arakest, the French 29 year old um, from. She is, yeah, 29, so 2014 World Cup, 2017 World Cup. Really, really excellent scrummager technically. Um, and that's what I went for for my number one. And recognising that she was up against Rocky Clark, Lee Coughlin, so many great props, um, but went for Lee's Arkest for number one. Lovely. Uh, let's go the other, the other okay. props. Should we tie head? Um, so I went for Sophie I <clears throat> For my other prop, 71 caps, but again, more for scrummage and technical excellence. Um, she was obviously England, retired after 2014, World Cup, World Cup winner. Um, and all of the people that I've spoken to over the years have always have always raved about how good Sophie Hemming was technically. Um, and I know her coach did too. So she is my, um, she's my number three. And then we've got Fee Famzelli from New Zealand. Uh, 57 caps, obviously four World Cups, but as every accolade under the sun as my hooker to complete my all-time front row. Feel for silly, lovely, um, nice, strong. Yeah, no, no, those, those names, all three have, have come up already. So um, yeah, you're in, in good company. Um, into the second row then. Okay, so into the second row, I went for Joe McGilchrist um, for number four. So again, World Cup winner 2014, um, 63 caps. And why I went for that? Because she obviously locks, you, there's lots of locks. Like for Lanny at the moment, amazing. Tamara Taylor, Rebecca Clout, so many great locks over the years. 
McGiltris, what I liked about her is that she was the first kind of lock to break the mold of athleticism and not just like a really tall engine room lock um, and famous obviously for chasing down Carla Hoepa in the 2010 World Cup and um, thought she was a very smart player as well. Again, just hearing feedback from the line jumpers is Joe McGilchrist was really difficult to um, outsmart and she's very clever at reading plays. So she is my number four. I, she could have played number five now, by the way, but I'm just putting her in there at number four. We're not going to argue, Lynn. You carry on. Okay. Um, and then Eloise Blackwell. So Blackford's present lock is my second lock. Again, she debuted in 2011, 2014, 2017. Finally, she's a bad as well. 37 caps, seven tries for New Zealand. And she took her reins from Victoria Hayway and Mona Lisa Codling. So they retired and, and she's in the kind of next era of props or of locks for New Zealand. And really impressive and still really impressive on the pitch to complete my locks. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was going to be a big void when those two uh, retired, wasn't there? She just seems to have plugged that gap massively herself. No, been been impressed the last few years. So, uh, yeah. back row, even more choice for you here, Lynn, no doubt. Oh, dude, honestly. Okay, so I've gone for it, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to announce them in a unit, because this is obviously an important unit. So I'm actually going to put Maggie Alphonse at six. Um, I'm going to put Claire Malloy at seven, and I'm going to put Safi Diane in at eight um, and my reasons for this are that preference in trying to um, pick dynamic flankers but really good technical poachers um, and I know that Maggie and Molly or Malloy are well not, not the Maggie she was obviously a really really strong player um, and broke the mold of flankers and definitely kind of started this new era of just really athletic flankers um, but smaller, so that's why I went for Safi, just to bulk up the back row a little bit. Look, Maggie needs no introduction and no explanation. Obviously, 73 caps for England. Um, you know, she's com- the, 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 the people I did I did uh, consider, like you've got Phaedra Knight from, from the US, you have Mel Berry. She was, Mel Berry was a Welsh player a long, long time ago and absolutely brilliant. Um, the Kelly Russell, Sarah Hunter, Donna Kennedy as well was the first Scottish number eight, first player I think of the world to get a hundred caps, and yep. a couple have obviously got them since. Or um, Grace Hamilton, Shelby Parry. You can you can argue all of these people as well, but the combination of the dyn- dynamism and the poach and technical poaching ability, and then the tackling and the size from Safi is where I decided to go on my flights. Wow, I'm just loving the amount of thought you've given this. It's outstanding. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. I'm Emily Scarrett, and you are listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Your, your halfbacks, then. We've, we've got a, we've got a fairly formidable eight there. They're going to win plenty of ball. How are they going to use it? Who's going to use it for them? Yeah, look, I, I went for Kendra Kostic because I think considering what you just said, like bit pack, dynamic pack, we definitely need good service. Um, I actually considered Amy Turner. I really like Amy and from her, from I don't think there's any nine in the world that has ever, that has replicated the service that she has. Um, but I think Sam, I think Kendra has excellent service, but she's obviously a really great reader of the game. So I've gone for Kendra as my nine um, 63 tries for the Black Ferns. That speaks for itself as the ability to play ball. Uh, Tanya Rosser was our nine for our Irish nine, who I absolutely love and adored. Um, and I think the smartest player I've ever played with. Um, again, all of these people that I considered 
uh, but went with Kendra at nine and her halfback. So yeah, Kendra Coxage uh, at nine uh, to partner her at halfback. Anna Richards, I've named at halfback. And the reason for this is Anna, four World Cups, it kind of does speak for itself, but I think this is one of the um, players who, even though played in a slightly different era, um, her talents, her her just longevity and her technical ability, as well as her kicking and her range, just completely puts her in that position. Now, who she's up against, Katie Day McLean, Estelle Sartini, she's a French number 10. She was just such a wonderful player and a complete commander in general of the French team for so long as well. Um, and Anna gets it over her for the obvious reasons in you know, in that she's just complete calibre and won so many World Cups. But most interesting is Anna still only had 49 caps because at that time the Black Ferns didn't play many games at all and I played for the Black Ferns for 20 years she's now a Hall of Famer she's brought into Hall of Famer in 2014 and I think she ended up playing 54 tests but a couple of them weren't actually considered tests so 49 caps for New Zealand um, which is huge 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 feat for back then 20 years in the black shirt so she finishes off my um, halfback partnership yeah one of those players that time seems to stop every time they have the ball yeah, Who's quality. Definitely. So uh, some some master puppeteers there. Who? Uh, what little toys have they got out wide to play with? <laughs> okay, so this is where it gets really interesting and, and so tricky. In particular, so what I tried to do for this Johnny is I tried to focus on fifteens because obviously there's so many sevens players out at the mo- there at the moment with the sevens um, game. Is that you could easily say that look, you know, there's loads of great players out there, but. Um, I wanted to focus specifically on 15s. So I went for, I'm just going to go my centres first and then I'll go back three. So my centres, I went with Kelly Brazier at 12 and Emily Scarrett at 13. Um, Kelly Brazier at 12, the reason for this is that she is definitely my, probably definitely top three and if not my favourite player in the whole wide, wide world. I don't think she needs to be, that that needs to be explained. I know that you know it but at a 15th level as well as as a 7th level. Um, but what's interesting about her is that it's hard to say what position that you would put her in, but she can't oh, yeah. not be in, in your back line. So she isn't the she isn't the, the the 12 that, you know, people would usually go with, with a bit more bulk, but um, I, I needed her in there. Um, like, you know, you're talking about she's up against birth, birth and, and I, had a, I had a B and a C kind of back line as well. Um, but I went with Kelly at 12. You're talking about Amaria Marsh, Sharni Williams at 12, Elif Kelty. You could have put all of them in there. Um, but I went for Kelly to um, be another kind of 10. She started off, not that she started off at 10. When Anna retired, she went in to 10 for about two yeah. seasons. And then she shifted out to 12, which is good. So uh, she's played 15s. And she played in the World Cup final at 12 as well, I'm almost certain. And obviously, we know her on the seventh pitch. 30 World Cup Series events, Commonwealth Games win, Olympic silver, and no doubt on for looking for the gold next year. Yeah, absolutely. Quality, quality operator uh, alongside uh, current World Player of the Year. Yeah, current World Player of the Year, again, doesn't need any introduction or explanation. But Emily Scarrett, look, I know that was the position that I was, but I, I just don't think that anybody can compete with Emily Scarrett. Yes, at the moment, but also what she's been doing for the last couple of years and um, the, the link between the unit between Kelly and Emily like if if Kelly isn't a huge player and she's more of a ball um 
ball player and like a stepper, etc., then I'd probably use Emily to use her as well as Anna to crash and then bring in some wings in if you wanted to make gain line as opposed to using Kelly for it. Um, but then obviously we know that Emily's ability to distribute um, and kick us around the pitch and just read excellent great plays as well is just second to none. So they are my centre partnership for all time 15. Wow. Yeah, hell, hell, hell of a partnership that is. So you're, you're, I'm very hashtag very humble of you, by the way. Um, you're, you're back three then, Speed Merchants. Okay, <clears throat> so my back three, I went for, um, am I second? Am I, am I questioning myself? I'm going to go for it, okay? It's a late change. Oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got to be in a C. I might second guess myself here. Okay, I'm going to go for what I've written down, okay? Um, so Victoria Grant is my 11. Um, she retired in 2011 after the 2010 World Cup final for New Zealand. She was one of the most sensational fullbacks. She got... She got the 15 shirts, the um, team of the tournament in that one. And she's the most sensational player. And she retired, I think, too early. Um, but what we've seen her go on to do now is coach. And she's part of World Rugby's um, leadership program for high-performance female coaches. So no doubt we're going to see her loads more in the future um, as a coach. But she was the most sensational player. Amazing step. Really, really blistering fast. And she, I put her on the wing. Um, I have put... Nolly Waterman on the other wing again lightning quick just 82 caps luck Olympian World Cup winner amazing 47 tries for England just the most wonderful player exceptional defender as well um, so I think those two ends wingers just ridiculous um, and I've put Lee Briggs at 15 and my reason for that has been is that I've gone for smaller like with Kelly with uh, Victoria and with Nolly they're smaller backline players um, so I've put Briggsy there as well from a kicking point of view and from a strength point of view as well. Um, my 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 B and C for that, which I could have put Emily back at 15, put Brazier into 13 and Bert in at 12. That would have been just like mouth-watering. Um, or I could have put Victoria Grant in at 15, Portia Woodman I would have shifted on to 14, um, Emily at 13, Brazier at 12 and then Nolly at 11 as well and the more I say that the more I kind of like my my see there option um but yeah look you can you can see all of the the different options but they all kind of revolve around those type of players and you know when I speak about that Johnny I'm leaving out Merchant, Carla Hoepa, Alison Miller um Lucy I can't remember her second name from Scotland she was just an amazing player of 15 winger as well Jesse Tremoulier, Magli Harvey I'm losing missing out all of those players but that's what I've gone for. And again, preferencing my style of backline will be a lot of um, playmakers, a lot of ball players, some gain line players, and then some good strategists to kick us around the pitch so that we can keep the ball alive and play in the right right positions on the pitch. Yeah, I think the, the Martian 15 is going to struggle. Um, yeah. Quite a few names there which were, were in your selection meeting, as it were. Um, yeah. Some of those made it to the bench. Are we... Do you want to go through the bench as well? Yeah. So um, we went for, like, so you had, like, Rocky, Clark, Prop. Um, I had for Lani as my lock. Um, I put Amy Turner 
and Charmaine McManaman. Um, I had birth there, depending on the back line, picked for Cass Merchant and um, Hurriana Emmanuel, um, the 13 for the Black Ferns as well. Combinations of those. I think I've forgotten a hooker there, haven't I? You, we, I've, I've got, uh, I've got a space of 16, 18 and 23. So I've got Rocky, Fulani, McManaman, uh, Amy Turner, Berth. So I need a, yeah. a tight head and a hooker and a, and a back three slash centre. Okay. Oh. I'm going to put in Gillian Florence from Canada as tight head. Right now, this is going to sound completely left field. I know she ended up being a flanker. She started as prop. Um, because I think she deserves to be in that team. And put, just put a little asterisk beside her. <laughs> okay. Uh, and your, your hooker? Oh, shit. Um, who would have people gone for? Oh. Uh, Farm Vasilia is, is, is there or thereabouts. Uh, we've had uh, a Nikki Ponsford. Uh, we've had a Gail Mignot. Yeah. We've had an Amy Garnet. We've had an Amy Cocaine. Yeah. Um, who did Rachel? Just having a, a look here. Pharmacity, Gail Mignot. Yeah. Um, no more clues, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, I thought of Gail Mignot, and I and I love her. I think I just heard her darts. I'll go for I'll go for Gail. Yeah, go for Gail Mignot. Gail Mignot, France is your reserve hooker, but you're now slightly worried about your liner option. Um, and so Gail Mignot, Rocky Clark, uh, Gina France, Flani, McMillan, Amy Turner, Berth, and your back three reserve. <clears throat> okay, so I've gone with Berth, so I just need a winger or a fullback, don't I? Yeah. Okay, Portia Woodman. I had it down already, actually. Just, just had a feeling, some real pace. Okay, b- before we we sort of run back through it, who's going to captain this uh, All Star Twenty Three? Oh, dude. Okay, I will go for. I will go for Fee Farmacelli, um, and the reason I say that is because I. I think a captain needs to um, have no ego. Um, not needs to, but I, I think it's a good trait to a captain that hasn't got an ego and she definitely doesn't and seems to um, be hard work on the pitch, no-nonsense type player um, focused on the job at hand which is just doing a damn good job on the pitch so I and she's proven herself as an amazing captain and obviously won I think two World Cups as captain so we'll go with Fee Fee Farmer City is your captain so before we we lock it in before we put it into permanent ink uh, Link Catmwell's all time World 15 is Neve Briggs at 15 Nolly Waterman 14 Emily Scout 13 Kelly Brazier at 12 Victoria Grant 11 Halfbacks of Annie Richards and Kendra Coxidge. Out front, Lisa Aricastre. Fiao Farmosili at two is your captain. Sophie Hemming at three. Joe McGilchrist, Eloise Blackwell make up your second row pairing. Maggie Alfonsi at six. Claire Monoy, Safi. Safi, 
Claire Molloy at seven, Safik Undi at eight, and a bench of Mignot, Clark, Florence Fulani, McMenamin, Turner, Burford, Woodman. Happy? Oh God, I'm just just that back line. I'm just wondering should I shift it to Kendra, Kendra nine, and which is ten, Nolly. 11, Brazier 12, Scar 13, Woodman 14, Victoria Grant 15. It just depends on who we're going to play against, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown is treating you well. For my thoughts... Um, yeah, I, I, I like the balance of it. I, th- you know, I think you've got some, some pace there, some footwork. The Briggs, very solid on the high ball, coming to the line. A uh, real leader out there. Could win a game single-handedly for you. Scarrett and Brazier. I, mean, I don't think you're yeah, too yeah. far wrong. And it's just, like, you know what? Going through this whole process has made me look at world rugby, actually, um, and how so how far it has to come because we still really have a monopoly amongst two, three teams, which is quite sad from a global game point of view. And I understand that there's a part of that that's a little bit the same as the men, if you, if you looked at it, but there, you know, there has to be more spread. Um, and what I'm, what I'm, what's holding me back going for that C option is how many black ferns are in it, and not that they're not um, warranted, but um, I think that if we had a combination of a little bit more, it's more reflective of, you know, a World 15. Yeah, I mean, the, I've just done uh, one with Sarah Hunter. Quite a few Canadians in there for Sunter. Um, she went with, uh, yeah, a World 15. No English uh, was her stipulation. She didn't want to go down that route, and fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I, you mentioned Magalie Harvey. Kelly Russell has yeah. come up. Um, Karen Puckwin, although... Yeah, with, with your with your flankers there, I don't think there's any arguments there. Um, yeah, men in. So yeah, yeah. Um, look, I, I think it's a I think it's a cracking fifteen, and I don't want you to lose any more sleep over it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's written down, it's locked down. We will we will publish this, um, and you'll just have to accept whatever wrath is coming your way. <laughs> I feel like there's going to. I want a lot of asterisks in this. Do you? I, I, the more I speak about that back line, and um, that second back line, the more I love it. And what's holding me back is just obviously the amount of black friends in it. Um, not that that's a bad thing, obviously, but um, it's about trying to get a little bit of spread. So oh. I might just have to go with it, eh? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think. Oh, no, I think. Yeah. It's one of those things, is it, yeah, as you say, you can you can choose one, two, three, possibly even four people in some positions, but you've, you've got to come down to it. And uh, I think you've given very, very good rationale. I'm sold anyway. Um, <laughs> apart from the 13, some L. Cantwell should have been there. But, um, anyway. Ah, Yay. thanks, Jay. It's very nice of you. Um, that is brilliant. Lynn, thank you so much. Um, we will pop that okay. out. We will pop that out to the people in due course. We're just going to stagger them through the next... A uh, few weeks, because um, yes, we will all be in the same position in a few weeks' time, no doubt, if not months. Um, but uh, thank you so, so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. I'm fascinated listening to your, your uh, tactical awareness as to why you've chosen people, whatever. And I'm sure that the public will love hearing it as well. But uh, 
Thank you so much. Stay safe. Look after Scarlett and Arlo, and um, we'll we'll speak on the other side. Okay. Thanks, Johnny.